0: welcome back to another episode of create your life with your host tessa lloyd i'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we meet today the Wurundjeri people of the Wurundjeri aboriginal corporation and pay my respects to elders past and present everyone welcome back to create your life today we're here with sophie keisha um, and we're going to be having a chat about truth and sexuality so these are topics that we're both really passionate about um, and yeah i'm just super happy to have beautiful soph here to talk about these things with me so Sophie is really open and transparent about her marriage that she is no longer in and her transition to dating women and I love the way that she approaches conversations that need a very truthful soul involved um, and that's Sophie. So I welcome you Sophie, and I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for being here and I'm so excited to have a chat about these things. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for being here. So we might dive into this question. Yeah. But um, we've got about 10 questions here that you guys have submitted, so thank you so much for doing that. Um, okay, our first question is, when I first came out and was still dressing in a feminine way, men still hit on me and told me I just hadn't met the right guy. Do you ever have people not believe in your sexuality because you dress typically in a feminine way? given you may not necessarily fit society's stereotypical lesbian look wise. Shame on us for stereotyping how people dress because now that I dress in clothes that are typically considered masculine, I never get questioned about my sexuality. People just know that I'm gay. Hmm.
1: I think the first thing that came to my head, it's probably not the question, was Mm -hmm. that what is is the stereotypical image of a lesbian because... Mm -hmm. Whilst I can admit growing up, I probably had an image in my head. Mm. As I've become older and probably just more aware and more, not educated, but more worldly, Mm. I've grown up, you soon realise that that stereotypical image in your head is simply that. It's not a reality. So um, for me personally, I think that might just come with we maturity as well Mm -hmm. um for this specific question it's funny because I was married so I spent my whole life with men I spent Mm -hmm. uh, a decade of my life in a relationship with a man and so when all of a sudden you um you start seeing women or you start exploring with the idea of females it's instantly assumed it's a phase
0: Mm -hmm. instantly
1: the assumption is made you're having a midlife crisis and um, this is going to blow over you're just doing it for attention you are you know for me being online a lot of people make the assumption that anything I do is to stay relevant um, to keep my name in the headlines and to to stay important on people's news feeds Mm -hmm. whether you actually break it down the choices I've made in my life far from anything to stay relevant in other people's life because I wouldn't have put myself through the turmoil I have over the past few years. If that was the case, I could have definitely just like leaked a nude photo or something if I wanted some attention. <laughs> um, so in ter- I, I definitely sympathize with that, a whole not believing. And it's something I've really struggled with, because if anything, I'm at a point in my life where I feel like My most self, I feel Mm -hmm. like I finally hit a point of complete Mm self-acceptance, of complete just, I'm content. I'm finally Mm -hmm. content with who I am, where I am. And it's not to say that I haven't been happy in the past and it's not to say that I haven't felt that over time but it's like a weight is off my shoulders. And it's certainly not a weight off my shoulders because I've been ignoring these feelings or I've been pretending that I'm not um, gay my whole life because that's not it. It's just simply something I discovered at a later date. Hmm. Um, but and it's in- a beautiful feeling, isn't it? It's such a beautiful feeling and it's one that I, I wish I could share with so many people. I hmm. wish that I could project it onto so many people because when you finally reach that point of this is me, It's Mm -hmm. not what I thought I was and I'm okay with that. It is the most fulfilling feeling I've ever Mm -hmm. had in my life other than birthing my children. So in terms of, look, with that question, I've really gone off track there, but with that question, it's about, first of all, it's just about not doing anything, wearing anything, living any type of life to suit other people. It's simply to suit yourself. So if you want to be, and yeah, even for me, um, you know, I've learned in my very new lesbian journey, I might fall into a femme category one day. I might fall into a, um, oh, what is it? Is it a stem fem? You know, like... Yeah, there's, there's, like even within that label, then there's all these mini labels. There's all these little labels. Yeah. So, but regardless of my sexuality or, or what I label or define myself, I've always been Sophie who one day is wearing Diamante sparkly earrings, big eyelashes, full face of makeup, spray tan, 12-centimetre high heels. Some of my (laughs) favourite shoes are designer high heels in my cupboard. And then the next day I'm in Nike shorts, T-shirt, runners kicking a footy and that's always been me. So nothing I do or wear now has changed simply because of my sexuality and that's what I would say to this person is whatever makes you happy, you wear that. Mm. You do that. And... I feel like your your sexuality doesn't define what you wear. Your personality defines what you wear. Yeah, that's a great answer, and I think that um, that is
0: something that people probably need to hear because it's almost like we're leaning on um, we're leaning on the need to know when we're leaning on the inability to be okay with someone changing their mind every day. Like as humans, we reserve the right to change every day and clothing is another way that we're categorised yeah. and it's really cool seeing people do both. It's yeah. really nice to see,
1: yeah. It's a form of expression and it whether it's to do with your sexuality or not, it's simply a form of our identity expressing themselves. So if you want to dress, and you know, I put in inverted commas, gay, because you want to project that uh, to people, to possibly future partners, that's fine. You go for it. That's a choice you get to make when you wake up out of bed. If you want to keep wearing your dress, your curly hair, your lashes, you also do that because that's who you are. It's not your sexuality. It's actually who you are.
0: Mm. And I had this thought yesterday. It's funny how we think about the word phase in terms of sexuality, because why is so say that you know when i first came out or when you first came out we dated one woman and then decided to go back to men why is that a phase why are we not able to why cannot
1: it be a spectrum yeah without it being considered a phase it's interesting you said that because um when it sort of came out a bit more publicly about me dating women, I actually had a friend of mine who I met a few years ago who her whole life has been gay. Mm. And she was 27. And she said to me, I'm so glad that you're normalizing the fact that you can at any point in your life change direction. Because she had hit 27. And she said out of nowhere, she'd found herself attracted to a man for the first time. And she was almost too scared to pursue it. Mm. Because she felt like the judgment she would get, she said, you know, I spent so long with my family and friends accepting, oh, I'm the gay friend. Yeah. She goes, I feel like they won't believe me now if I go the other way, and so yeah. she was grateful for me normalising, which is so common. This, this is nothing to do with me. Mm. This is not a efficacious story. This is just reality. Oh, you understand. have the right. You have the right. You have the ability. You have the free range to change your mind in any decision you mm-hmm. make in life. Um, and uh, and sexuality is not not a decision. Sometimes it is sure. Sometimes people want to just try and explore, but for the Mm -hmm. most part, it's not a decision. Mm. And if anything I've learned in my life, you will 100% not be the person you were 10 years ago. You will not be five years ago. I am not anywhere close to the person. Sure, my core values are the same. My ethics are the same. But in terms of who Sophie is, she's a complete, she's unrecognizable five years ago. So Mm -hmm. the only advice I can give on that is just be so, adaptable and open to change in your life no matter what that looks like
0: Mm. amazing and I love that you've touched on that too because there is um a, a reverse fear as well associated with this I think that there's you know we build up so much stigma around being who you are and coming out and then what happens when you want to try out different things? Because then people are like, well, I've just adjusted to this. Are you seriously going to change what you want to do? But like you're saying, we we can and it has nothing to do with anyone else. And I love that you've also said this isn't, you know, this isn't just our story. This is so common. Mm-hmm. You know, people being passed down judgment for this sort of thing is so common. And that there's a reason there's so many questions that mm-hmm. have been submitted because there is so there is still so much judgment in a world where people are you know still saying there is no inequality and I don't know you know it's not a big deal and I don't know why I need to discuss this because it's not a big deal if it's not a big deal why is there still so much judgment and why there's still so many questions around people feeling uncomfortable about being themselves yeah right
1: Right.
0: yeah okay next question safe What is your experience of navigating the reactions of people who may not take it so well? I would definitely define my sexuality as closest to pansexual, so seeing the person rather than any gender, even though I'm currently in a heteronormative relationship. I've told friends and family, but have specifically held off with family that are Christian, because I know and have seen some of their views that don't really align with mine. It's tricky because part of me feels like I'm hiding and need, to, and need people to know. And the other part wonders if it's worth it. I would love to know your insights.
1: So for me, straight away, I go, you need to figure out what you're going to be comfortable with. And this person feeling like hiding or that they perhaps are not living their full truth because they haven't been open and honest to every family member. You don't owe these family members anything. Mm, there, no, exactly. there are no rules to state. For you mm. if your truth means you have to have an open conversation with people, there are very close minded people in the world and there are a lot of people and there's there is nothing you can do about that mm. there are people and again, this is not just to do with sexuality this is just in broader life there are people that you could tell over and over again that dog is black and they will still tell you it's white and there is nothing you can do to change your mind so yes. about finding that inner peace and and living your truth. Just because you don't share something, just because you don't speak of something, it doesn't mean you are not living your truth. It doesn't mean you're not speaking your truth. Um, If you need to make decisions in your life about people to no longer include as Mm -hmm. part of that because you are aware of the reaction you're going to get, then that's fine as well. Mm -hmm. There are people in my life now, I, I can honestly sit here and say I've never had an open conversation about my sexuality with my own mum. Now, she's very accepting of it. She's met my partners in the past. But have we sat down and said, this is what is happening, this is what it is? No. I don't think my mum wants to have that conversation. I don't need to have that conversation with her because I get her acceptance in other ways. Yeah, But that's where I go back to what I said at the start. You don't need to have acceptance from everyone. You need to have acceptance in yourself. Mm. And if the person is happy in a heterosexual relationship, in a <clears throat> gay relationship, in whatever relationship they want, as long as you are happy with yourself, you have accepted yourself, then it, it really shouldn't matter about who is and who isn't going to give you that acceptance. I have had to, it's actually been really difficult for me and I'm finally at a point now where I'm living completely happily. But I have had so many people in my life never even acknowledge my changes Mm. not even my sexuality they've not even acknowledged my separation from my husband now this could be family this could be friends from school this could be work associates who have never even shown an interest now whether that's because they simply just don't care and it doesn't even bother them or because it makes them extremely uncomfortable and they don't know how to have these conversations that's not up to me that's not my issue I am living a life where I am content where I am happy, where I am fulfilled Mm. and I am proud of the person I am and that is the main opinion that I will listen to.
0: And I think that's a really important part too is at the end of the day, number one, what feels true for you and what feels good for you because that's going to be completely different for everyone and we can give you an answer. You know, I I just was open about my sexuality with my entire family. My grandparents are quite religious but they have been awesome about it, um, but that's what felt true for me and, you know, what made me feel nice. And then there's other elements where I just don't feel the need to tell certain people, and it's not out of hiding. It's just that, you know, I, for me, deep down, I don't
1: feel that need. Um, yeah. That's where I go back to when I said just because you're not speaking something, just because you don't voice something out loud, it doesn't mean you're hiding. Yeah, And I got accused for a long time. Across my socials whether that was separation from my husband new partners etc of hiding of keeping secrets of lying whether we as humans have the right to keep whatever business we like to private and we have the right to share whatever we want to share whether it be on a larger scale or a smaller scale with whoever we wish so Mm -hmm. like you said I'm not going to sit here and tell this person oh, I don't care what anyone thinks, you, you know, do you, because it, it does hurt sometimes and, and sometimes you do want to share and that will, that will complete you. And if this person needs that acceptance of certain people, I understand that as well. Mm. But I feel like you already know the answer. I feel like this person already knows the answer, that they perhaps are not going to have that acceptance from people and that's something that they need to process mm. and they will find a way over time to realise that they didn't need that acceptance anyway definitely
0: and I think a lot of this too comes down to so what you were saying before that feeling of being completely true to who you are I call that feeling reckless self-acceptance so at the Mm -hmm. end of the day when you put your head on the pillow you have been completely true to yourself and it comes down to what feels good for you in terms of that and I think if there's you know family members or friends who aren't going to accept it I think the question is how are you going to accept yourself if they don't accept it? Is that going to be okay with you at the end of the day if you don't accept it? Because there's like some pretty dark things happen if there's sides of ourselves that we aren't accepting or expressing and, you know, we're feeling shame or guilt around it and that's the important thing. It's not, it's not the others. Yeah. It's how we, how we go to bed with ourselves. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling to know if married life is for me anymore. I just feel so unhappy in my marriage. He is not a bad man and does everything for me and my kids, but I just feel myself drifting away. Sophie, I would love to know how you came face to face with the fact that your marriage was coming to an end.
1: Yeah, that, that person already has their answer. In mm. the second line, they said, I feel so unhappy in my marriage. Mm. So I feel like they've posed a question to me but they already know inside what their answer is and they already know what their future is. I think what I've learnt, people search for the why. There Mm. doesn't need to be a why in anything in life. You evolve daily as people, like we touched on before, you are a different person every year as you grow old. There needs to be more acceptance in the fact that some relationships simply serve as purpose for that point in our life but not forever.
0: Mm.
1: And that's something that I accepted. I accepted that Jared was absolutely supposed to be in my life. He was supposed to be the father of my children. I was supposed to have him for as a romantic partner for that period in my life, but not forever. And that is something that was really hard to accept but it was only hard to accept because of what I'd been conditioned to believe, not because of what I, Sophie, actually believe myself. Mm. And I am very um, passionate about what I've just mentioned, that relationships can be so beautiful still, even for that period of time, whether it be six months, whether it be six years, there doesn't need to be a negative. So when she says he's a great, he's a great partner, absolutely he can be but it doesn't mean that he needs to be your partner forever Mm -hmm. you you can still appreciate and look back at the wonderful time that you had and still realize i actually don't want to be married Mm -hmm. so i've had a friend recently um reach out to me and i won't go into too much detail because it's obviously very personal but just simply saying she's not sure she wants to be in her relationship anymore and she couldn't she goes but i don't have a reason yeah i said that, there's your answer. You don't need a reason. You, but all you know is your mind is made up. Yeah. So why in life do we always have to search for that reason when why can't we just simply say that was beautiful, I have so much love and respect for this person, but they are not going to cater for me for the rest of my life? And and also why I hate how we are so conditioned to think that we must have to have a person cater for us for our life. Why mm-hmm. are we not allowed to be okay on our own mm-hmm. this Sounds like she's excited by the prospect and it doesn't need to be she wants to date other people she wants to have sexual relationships with other people she just might want to be on her fucking own Mm. that's okay as well so again we just got to eradicate all those set narratives that have existed for so long around the fact of you must meet a person you must have a life together and that's your story whether why can't we create our own story so to this woman I say be brave I say be honest in your communication Mm. and that's all you can do. You can't dictate how your husband is going to react. Yeah, he's, look, he might be hurt. You don't know. He might want the same thing as well. Mm. If you haven't had these open conversations, you'll never know. And that's what Jared and I did so well very early and we realised we were pretty on par with what we both wanted anyway. Yeah. So have the open conversations, be brave, be bold in your decisions and live a life you want, not what you think you have to.
0: And the permission, right? Give yourself permission that, yes, it's, yes, it can be sad, but yes, you can feel like you want a completely different life. Like the two can coexist. It doesn't have to be. And there also is, and I think this is what you're rewriting as well. There doesn't have to be that awful divorce or that awful separation. There can be a kind, loving, understanding separation, when you give yourself permission to be honest and you know, permission to feel what
1: needs to be felt, and on that permission, too, something that I feel like I touched on when I said that people always look for that real. What was the reason? Why did you break up? You don't need a why, but you also don't need a solution at the end of it. You don't need to say, "I'm leaving because I am in love with someone else. I am leaving because I am this." you can, it's okay to have no idea what's coming. And that's where I'm at in my life. I'm single and 30 years old. Now to some people, that's fucking petrifying. Mm. For me, that excites me so much. I have no idea right now what my future looks like. And that is exciting. And that's okay. Because like I talk about that set narrative tells me that I should be married right now. I should, yeah, have a couple of kids. I should maybe have another one on the way. Because that's what we are conditioned for so long to think about. And that is what so many females grow up yearning for. Mm. As a woman, why can't we be okay? Men as well. Why can't we be okay with life being so uncertain? Definitely. yeah. Need to pay with that uncertainty. Mm -hmm. I don't know what this next chapter looks like for me. And I actually don't give a shit. Mm. And I know some people will listen to that and go, yeah, but you've got your kids. And as a woman you know, we're always wondering about our clock ticking. So yeah, I can acknowledge mm-hmm. that. I'm very lucky yeah. to have children. Perhaps if I didn't have children, I might be a little bit more concerned. Um, but to this woman, I would say there doesn't need to be a reason. People will say, why? Why are you leaving? Because I want to. And that mm-hmm. is okay.
0: You know, I get us so much am I scared about living alone or am I sick of living alone? I'm like, I fucking love living alone. What are you talking about? Um, And I actually, you know, there's a part of me that I'm learning to accept that, you know, I think this is all because of conditioning. There's a part of me that loves being alone. You know, I love it and I think even when I get into, um, you know, quite serious relationships, there is a big side of me that, just loves that alone time and actually needs quite a lot of it. And I think that's a narrative that people don't realise they're playing out when they are worried about women and men living alone and they're Mm -hmm. worried about their friends who haven't um, locked down their couple for the rest of their life yet. And Mm -hmm. that really um, confuses me because they're also reflecting a side of themselves that they might want as well, or that they might be scared of, um, of being alone. But it's just this beautiful opportunity to explore so much.
1: Yeah. Oh, I loved that one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. How old were you both when you came out and what made you realise your sexuality?
1: It's funny, the whole coming out thing, because I don't know. (laughs) Like, I don't know if I... It wasn't so much for me, I was reflecting on this this morning actually, it wasn't so much for me coming out with my sexuality. I believe my sexuality, whatever that is, because I still don't define anything, was probably 10% of this change that happened in me. So my sexuality, whilst it might have made the headlines and it might have been the biggest life change that people saw from the outside, on the inside it was actually so minuscule Mm. in comparison to the scale of things that I was going through. Mm. So I didn't even know what the question was because when (laughs) you were playing, I was like, did I? I don't know. I don't really know. Um,
0: Did I come out? Well, I guess what was, how old were you when you um,
1: slept with a woman? Okay, so for me uh 27 28 years old which I've always been so okay with and obviously it was like whoa because I was married and I had yeah. children but if you remove those things you remove that piece of paper and you remove my children I was a 27 28 year old woman exploring herself yeah now that's so not uncommon it's yeah. actually not a big deal in the slightest no but because again we talk about set narratives my, my next five chapters of my life were already pre-written for me yeah. that when I went, oh, no, and ripped those out, people go, whoa, whoa, oh my God, no, this is not supposed to be happening. Whether I remove those and I'm just a woman exploring herself, finding her true self in her late twenties, it's actually so common. So that's why it's never really, in terms of the whole coming out and sexuality, wasn't really that much of a big thing for me because it was more about finding myself at mm-hmm. that time. It wasn't finding my sexuality. It was discovering who Sophie actually is. Mm. The sexuality part just came along with that. Yeah. So for me, it was more realising things which were discussed. I didn't want to be tied down. Living the married life with the white picket fence wasn't actually what I was put on this earth to do at that point in my life. I am not saying I'll never do it again. Once again, you reserve the right to change. I reserve the moment right moment to, to change. Do not hold me to this, people. Which people do, yeah. which I found online especially and in general life people do, but you didn't want that. Why are you doing that with someone else? Mm. Because I have the right to make those decisions. So, yeah, in terms of when, when did it all happen for me, 27, 28 years old, but there was a lot of other changes. It was more discovering Sophie Sort of removing who I'd always thought I was, yeah. Just allowing myself to be free in so many areas, and my sexuality just came along with that.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's all a part of
1: early twenties. Yeah,
0: I was twenty-two. God, that's crazy. Yeah, I was twenty-two, and in saying that, like, that's when I slept with a woman, Mm -hmm. but like. I had kissed girls my entire life <laughs> um, and, you know, had experiences with girls since I was, you know, having experiences with boys and I think that I always just thought that was a, you know, cute party trick mm-hmm. and it was just something that I did for fun and I would wake up and be like, oh, it's really straight Tessa, having fun again, kissing girls and, you know, getting little crushes on girls but, you um, yeah that when I slept with a woman for the first time I got home and I was like to my friends that just felt so normal and I'm gonna do that again and yeah I think I'm into women guys like I'm into (laughs) boys and my friends were like yeah of course you are like (laughs) fucking hallelujah (laughs) she's finally realized and um kind of you know stopped labeling it as a party thing or a or a fun thing because yeah sleeping with a woman for the first time was not a fun party thing it was just like so normal and so great mm. that um yeah shout out to the woman who like <laughs> pulled me over to the bright side um because I think that yeah I had just been playing into the whole narrative as well that you yeah. that you know and even when I came out my one of my closest family members was like, is that going to be a phase though? And then my other family member told me and it was a big hearty joke. And I was like, there's something wrong with that. The fact that I have always thought that that was a phase and the fact that it's now a joke. Yeah. To people who love me that this is a phase and they don't think it hurts. Yeah. They, you know, they love me so much, but that is something that gets said so often. Um, So I'm really glad I realised it wasn't a face because it's probably been the most freeing experience in my life.
1: I think like we've never even met each other, Tessa, but I Mm -hmm. feel like just from what you said, I can gather that we're similar in this sense. And I hope that this can provide some inspiration for those who are perhaps unsure that Mm -hmm. we, no matter if you were, what were you, 22, 23 or whatever, I was later, whether you're 45, 60, Mm. that you can be adaptable to change and it doesn't need to scare you. Mm. And you can can like something that you've never liked before, that you've never even contemplated liking before. Mm. So um, I think think our stories are slightly similar there in the fact Mm. that when it did come, we went, oh, this is cool. Yeah. It wasn't scary because it doesn't need to be. No,
0: no. And I think that once... Well, for me personally, once I reach that threshold, then there's there's this whole new world that comes and opens up. And with that comes all new life lessons. So when I first sat with a woman, I thought there needed to be a label because it's a brand new world that all of a sudden you're in and you're enjoying. And it's a whole new breaking down of things again. So I thought, okay, so where do I fit in this world? How do I... You know, how do I tell certain people? How do, um, you know, how do men perceive me now and how do women perceive me now? And I think that that is, that is something that I literally never think about anymore and was just a very normal part of the process of like the little, you know, squirrel poking their head out from the hole to this brand new world and being like, okay, so what are the, like what's the... Um, roadmap now and that's such a natural part of it all is you learn so much so quickly and they're really cool lessons and then you get to what's also really cool as women and as men we then can support more people because like so many women have come out to me recently and they're still in the phase of being a little bit scared because you know we are living in the world we live in and I'm like, oh God, that's so normal. And you just give it a year of like yeah. enjoying yourself and living it up. And you won't blink twice when you tell people.
1: Yeah, I just hope that if anyone's listening, that they they know that that feeling of being free is so close. If yeah. they're already halfway there, that feeling of being free. And like I said, that feeling of being free doesn't mean I've labeled myself. It doesn't mean that I have set this is what I am for the rest of my life. I'm so adaptable to change. I'm open to evolving as I go. Mm. but I'm free to feel okay with that and it's exactly. so cool. Yeah, exactly right. Oh, I'm loving this.
0: I'm buzzing from this. I'm going to get off this call and be like, oh, I've got to make, um, have got to change 10 people's lives today. <laughs> All right, um, next question is when you announced your truth, um so we'll say when you announced your truth I'm not going to call it coming out but when you announced your truth was it just to your close people or were you happy to do it to the quotation marks Did digisphere
1: I mm, see I don't even think I announced it to anyone it just sort of started happening it was yeah. just like natural progress I started um seeing a girl properly um mm-hmm at the start of 2019. And it was never a matter of, you know, she met my whole family. She was coming to social events, um, you know, we're having breakfast at the popular cafes around my area. You know, people were seeing me and it was never, well, firstly, she was never my girlfriend. So there was no real title for me to introduce her as, but it was never a fact of, oh, my friend, oh, I'll say her name because she won't care. Oh, my 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 friend Catherine is going to be coming. Um, you know, it was never that. It was just she came with me. And if people yeah. figured it out, they figured it out and I didn't mind. Yeah. And if people thought she was just my mate too, then cool, because she wasn't, she wasn't my actual girlfriend. Um, but we did spend and have some great times together. And we'll both, you know, again, I go back to open communication, we're both very on the same page for those few months. Um, so for me it wasn't, I never felt the need to announce because if you if you started to date a man or if you one day went, you know, I'm I'm heterosexual, you don't announce it. You don't um, for some people, I'm not saying that you can't, because for some people you are allowed. This is me. And and like we talked about, people get acceptance from different things in life. For me personally, this is just my experience. I didn't feel the need to go, hey, I've got a rainbow on my head now, like this is me. Because on that note, for a while, I wasn't sure mm. I need figure it out myself before I could answer any questions but in terms of I suppose my family this girl just sort of started to appear at my birthday dinner at my footy games at here and it was obviously just um an unspoken thing there for a while but something that people figured out and I was okay with that in terms of my first relationship I would say that I announced publicly um that in itself was difficult because I it had been an off on process for quite a while and one that had really um I don't want to use the word damaged um one that had really affected me mentally. Yes, yeah. so it wasn't me coming out as I'm gay, this is my girlfriend, it was more me announcing this is my partner. Wasn't mm-hmm. actually anything else shouting my situation, yeah. um, and my sexuality so oh god I've just absolutely rambled but no
0: you haven't rambled all of that made so Mm -hmm. much sense and I think that you just summed up what is a really important thing to consider here is what are you happy to share in terms of what's because this stuff's sacred this is core parts of ourselves what are you happy to share that is super sacred to you and have people have opinions about it because I think that that is a big part of it is if you are if you've sat with it long enough or if you've sat with it not even in a certain amount of time but to be in a place where you are accepting and you are open to what people have to say about it because you are so solid in that and you love that about yourself I think that's an important part to distinguish between sharing with your people and then the digisphere because a lot of people in the digisphere or on social media etc aren't actually you know quotation marks your people they are people who haven't met you they are people who are developing opinions based on what they see for 15 seconds in a day on your social media and I well, I personally think it's an element of knowing what you are okay to share with based on yep based on but um coinciding with how you feel about it within yourself and then once you share it and if people have questions or if people say things you can
1: you have that reckless self-acceptance and go i don't give a fuck
0: Such so a thing.
1: so <clears throat> again i can only speak on my experience it's not going to relate to anyone but at the end of the day you just have to figure out what you're going to be comfortable with it's not about making other people comfortable it's not about oh, i've got to do a big announcement If that's what you need to do, then do it. If that's what you don't feel the need to do, then do it. My ex-partner, I remember having a conversation with her and I loved it. She said that for many years, um, a lot of people didn't know her sexuality. And she said, but why did I have to announce it? If I was right, I never had to announce it. So why? And and that was her. She never felt the need. She didn't care if people knew or not. Mm -hmm. She never felt the need. So it is an individual thing. I know people... Like, again, we've touched on they need that approval and they want that acceptance and that's great. Mm. For me, I never felt the need to to put that label. I never felt the need. It was a natural process and if people came in and out of my life, which they have, mm. then they come. And whoever wants to accept that or comment on it, they can. And if they don't, cool. Yeah, and it's a pretty beautiful surefire way to really clear
0: some people out if it's needed you know uh, this is my personal opinion but anyone who doesn't accept that see ya yeah you know and I'm like to think that I'm surrounding myself that at the bare minimum are open to homosexuality (laughs) so if they're not open to
1: that then okay see ya like I have been put on this earth to live my life to make other people comfortable i I've been put on here to live my life as authentically as I can to make myself happy and to be fulfilled. It is not at all to make other people comfortable. And so by feeling the need to explain or justify or label myself, if that is simply to make other people comfortable, I'm not going to do that. If you need to do that to make yourself peaceful, go Mm -hmm. for it. That's beautiful. But don't you dare do it to make other people comfortable.
0: Yeah. Amen, girl. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> okay, so these two are quite similar. We've got two questions here that I think overlap. Tips for speaking to family members slash relatives who lack understanding and coping with the fear of losing relationships and previously valued connections. So I think the big part of that is actually personally being able to cope with that.
1: I I think we've touched on this and yeah. my, my straight out thing is what what i just said the person asked uh, speaking to family that are uncomfortable if they're uncomfortable they're going to be uncomfortable it's, exactly. not, it's not up to you to sit there and make yourself uncomfortable trying to please this person if they're making that choice to be so narrow-minded and to be so shut off to self-acceptance and acceptance of others it is not your job to change that and it is difficult because I've had to let go of a lot of people. I've not let go. I've just had to let go of, of wanting their approval and yeah. feeling the need to have their acceptance. They've made that choice and you can also make the choice to not be bothered by it mm-hmm. as well. So you cannot, trying to change the perception of others is fruitless and I take this back to not just sexuality, it's anything in life. Mm. Why should you spend your time trying to convince people that you're worthy Mm. because of a decision you've made, you deserve, you know, you need their recognition. You don't. You just have to be okay with people, not okay with people not accepting. You've got to accept that some people are just not going to have the same opinion as you and that's in everything in life. And when it comes down to sexuality, you'll see it more than anything. And when it comes down to life decisions that makes them uncomfortable, you will see that more than anything. Mm. So, again, I can't say this enough. You've got to figure out what makes you comfortable yep. and stick with that.
0: And if you go in and lead with the heart, so this is some of the best advice I've ever been given. If you lead with the heart, speak with the heart, act with the heart, you can't go wrong. So if you're coming into a conversation like if you guys want a practical tool, I always just said, this is what makes me so happy. Not, you know, you can just deal with it or leave or, you know, acting out of defences and fear and ego. If I come at it from the heart that this makes my heart happy, this makes my true self happy and I love you and, you know, ideally I would love to still have you in my life but this is my heart and it's not changing and if you don't want to accept that, that's okay you really can't go wrong with that and at the end of the day if they don't want to accept that and you have been true to yourself and led with the heart like what more we you know, we can't ask for anything
1: else one of my greatest qualities but possibly my biggest downfall is mm-hmm. I will be the good in every person yeah. no matter how they have treated me no matter how they act towards me I will forever see that tiny glimmer of hope in them. And Mm. unfortunately, what I've learned in life, what I'm learning at the moment is people won't always see that in you. People will see the 2% good and the 98% bad. Now, my view on it is that's a choice you make. Mm. You choose to see positives in life and you choose to see negatives in life. For me, I make the choice every single day to see people's good traits, their good qualities, the reasons they make me happy, Um, the the good the ways I feel good around them and this goes back to if you're having these conversations with people if they are choosing to see negative in you if they're choosing to see bad in you that's a choice they are making there is nothing you can do to change that
0: no exactly and that's a real surrender isn't it and trusting in the process that we actually can't change what people think Mm
1: -hmm. no matter
0: what we do and if we are we're trying to shape ourselves in a way to be perceived in a certain way in term for acceptance or validation. That's actually really subtle manipulation on our behalf and I think that's important for us to know that we cannot manipulate what people think about us. That's up to them. That's all, all of their choice. Hmm. Okay. This is our last question on sexuality and this is, a, I think, a really important one. So my question is, after a lot of soul searching, I feel like I'm bisexual and it's a big part of who I am suddenly. If I don't want anything to change in my relationship, so um, this person's with a man, is it worth having a conversation about my sexuality just to be open and feel like I can be myself and how would I even go about having this conversation? So I think that links to what we said before but I think an important part of this is when it comes to bisexuality there are also certain stigmas around if you are bisexual and in a relationship you are then looking at other sexes and wanting to sleep with other people but I think this is an important part to note that just because you are a certain sexuality does not change the loyalty you have to the person that you love or um, or necessarily mean that you want to explore the other, um, you know, other genders sexually. Mm. It can just be a part of who you are. Yeah. However, then there is the other side where it can be really wonderful to explore and that can also be a conversation that can be had with partners depending on how, you know, depending
1: on what you think
0: will be received.
1: I suppose my question for this person is, They said they're happy in their relationship with a man, you said. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, why do they feel the need to speak this truth if they're probably not going to act on it? Like, you know, if you're happy in this relationship and you don't see yourself acting in the near future, sexually, um, romantically with women, then it, It's probably, in my view, it's it's not, again, I go back to it's not you're not speaking your truth, you're not living your truth, it's just if you're not, it's it's a funny one to bring up because they're in a relationship and I feel like if they were bringing it up to possibly involve other people sexually Mm -hmm. in their sex lives or if it was something that she wanted to look at exploring with women, then sure, have the open conversation. But if that's just part of you, like you don't need to sit down and declare every characteristic trait you've got when you date someone, like this is me, I get angry because of this or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. If it's not something that she wants to pursue currently, then I, I don't really think the need again I go back to just because you don't speak it it doesn't mean you're not living your truth she knows mm-hmm. it within herself and that's fine yeah. if it's not going to affect her relationship right now cool mm-hmm. to me and that's a big part, part of it isn't it, it, it so want do you to love it. that within yourself Yeah, like, you love that
0: within yourself and when you sit there can you know and accept that within yourself as well and I think a follow-up question is and I'm happy that you said that is is it something that you want to explore
1: you know, we'll probably... this person does mm. because then this conversation I don't think would be coming up and if that is the case then have that conversation mm. but also like the theme we've talked about you've got to be okay with the response being not what you thought mm. or not what you wanted it might be great too you could have some great old times with your boyfriend and someone else mm. as well yeah, I yeah. Think- yeah. It's just about, uh, it's all, this whole theme has been about self-acceptance, doing what you need to do to accept, not doing what other people, not telling other people, not doing this. For any other reason, you need to accept yourself and you need to adapt to change. So I sit here, like I said, single, 30, still married, not in a relationship though with that person. Um, You know, if you asked me at 20 years old, if I would look like this, I would have laughed at you at 20 years old, I was able to be mature enough to have an open sexual relationship with my boyfriend at the time. Mm. Fast forward 10 years, fast forward the last eight years, I would never have done that ever again. That's, yeah. That was something I could do at 20 years old. That's not something I could do now. Yeah. That's not me. So if this person believes to be bisexual now, they might not be bisexual mm. in two years time, in 10 years time. Mm. So Unless she wants to act. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying, or oh, keep it private, but it's not like you have to share everything. If, you, if that's okay and you're okay with it and that's you, awesome. If yeah, you own it. Just share it with your partner because it is something you may want to explore, mm. then understand that too. Well,
0: and also trust in if you're feeling, like I'm going to just say, if you're feeling these feelings and if you have had sexual encounters with women and if you've liked it, like, own it. It also doesn't need to necessarily have a label. You might be a person who's sexually fluid. Which fuck yeah, that's so great. And I'm exactly the same. I'm
1: curious if this person is um has been with this partner or been with men and is simply just having sexual thoughts about a female. That doesn't she doesn't need to label herself as bisexual if she mm-hmm. doesn't feel the need. It doesn't need to be an announcement. She just like we said, she might be fluid and she might just be open to exploration yeah. as well. So um, unless unless this person has had encounters and relationships with women in the past, don't feel the need to put that bisexual label on yourself and feel like that's something you need to um, announce to your partner. Mm -hmm. It might not be the case. You might just be fantasising about some other experiences and that's okay as well. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, there's such a, a big part that being okay with not having certainty and being okay with who we are without other people's um, validation or acceptance in this because you know i think people are asking a lot of these questions out of fear and there is fear associated with these things and when you get past the fear that's where the gold mine is but i think that you know these people are experiencing fear that they might have internalized after hearing people say certain things or after experiencing certain things but if it felt good for you to get with a woman Like how good is that, you know, and if it feels good for you to get with your um, man still, like amazing. There are people every day experiencing this pleasure and just being so grateful that they can experience that and then there's people out there who are trying to connect with just one person. So I I say take it as as a beautiful thing that you enjoyed experiencing it with a woman and you enjoy experiencing things with a man. I think that's pretty cool and it's also a really nice way to go against the grain of thinking that we need to um, be categorised. Thank you so much for your questions, everyone. Also, if you you are hearing this and you're like, now, you know, I am bisexual and that answer just doesn't ring true because I can just feel that it wasn't just a fleeting thing and it's a part of me, then you've got your answer there as well like if that feels like a big part of you you don't need our blessing or anyone else's blessing that's you know
1: on that note too anyone listening who may yeah have may not have got what they perhaps wanted out of a question or didn't agree again that's so fine Mm. I have sat here as well as you have Tessa simply sharing our own journeys Mm. my my one opinion on a question um at the end of the day, I can encourage you to do something. It's just to live your life the way you want to. Don't, don't just exist. Live. Yes. What it looks like.
0: Yes, girl. So good. All right, this is our final question, and this is selfishly just what I want to know about you. So (laughs) what is, so what does this next chapter look like for you? Because I've been talking to you for a little bit leading up to this, and I know that you're on the precipice of a brand new chapter. So what does it look like for you?
1: I know. That's what we touched on before. It's exciting. That's true, yeah. I I would just like to get out of a Stage 4 lockdown in Melbourne. That would be great. (laughs) I mean, I might have a bit of an idea. Um, Yeah. For me, I have spent, and this is just me, touched on it before. I've spent a third of my life at least dedicated to other people Mm. and fulfilling duties that society tells me I have to fulfil and that was being someone's wife, that was being someone's support person and that's being a mum. Now being a mum is a responsibility I signed up to for life but I'm allowed to interpret that how I wish as well. Um, My children are my fuel, they are my, you know, burning ambition to to be better and to succeed in life but they also are my inspiration to find happiness within myself Mm. and I've learnt that... I don't need to chase someone else to find that I don't need to accept treatment that I think you know structurally in life having that partner and and having the support person then that should tick boxes I don't need to accept anything off anyone that doesn't fulfill me whether that's a really lovely person or someone who hasn't treated me well um so for me, the next chapter, it really sees me just continuing to evolve, yeah. continuing to accept myself, continuing to be open to so many different things that life is going to throw at me. Um, it's probably going to see me go through a divorce at some stage. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be laughing about, but that's, you know, I could laugh about that with, with Jared. Mm. Um you know, I'm going to go through things in the next, probably in, again, the next year of my life that I never thought I'd go through, but that's the attitude I have. I've had it my whole life that that's okay. That's okay. And it's up to me how I handle that. So for me now, it's a big focus on myself, my career. My baby's out of nappies now and and they they bring me so much joy. They bring me so much joy, but I also find so much happiness in in myself as well. And so working on that has been a huge focus of mine, Um, you know, letting a lot of people go who I thought I probably needed, whether that's, that's a huge variety of people, family, friends, partners, you name it, who I always thought I needed and discovering that I am going to be okay on my own, that I can do this on my own and if I'm alone forever and that makes me happy, then I'll do it. Yeah. Again, I have the right to change my mind. <laughs> if I find someone in a year and I want to get married, then I do that too. I can tell you that's definitely not going to happen. But, um, but I'm just, I'm so, one thing I'm really proud of about myself is just how open I am to change and how mm-hmm. open I am to accepting that life doesn't go the way you think it would, but it also doesn't go the way that you've been told for so long that it has to. Yeah yeah exactly and it doesn't have to look a certain way and it doesn't have to look a certain way to you it doesn't have to look a way to a certain way to other people that your yeah that your happiness you can create that yourself so I'm excited I'm, I'm excited really- for you and
0: I'm really proud of that answer that we just heard that answer on this podcast thanks thank you <laughs> I really hope people take something from that answer right there. You know, let alone the other ones that we've gone through. But that answer right there is so key to creating your life. Mm-hmm. Being open to filling your own cup is something a lot of us aren't doing. So, thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> and thank you for being here today. So, I hope that I hope that you guys have taken something from this conversation and the thing that we want to communicate is this comes down to what feels good for you. Okay. These are our experiences and we have been, you know, I don't want to speak on behalf of you, surf, but I think we've been quite lucky in most of the instances where we have quotation marks come out or been open about our sexuality. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions about this, please do reach out, definitely feel free to get in contact. Um, yeah, and I hope this has answered some of your questions that you might have had looming.
1: Thank you I, so want, much I also time. just want to touch on that too. I agree in the sense that um, I can acknowledge how privileged I am to be in an environment where mm-hmm. I didn't need to put an announcement out because it was just going to be accepted and, and that my personality allows me to not be bothered by people if it's not accepted. And I'm well aware that's not always the case and not everyone is provided that environment as well. So in that situation, that's where um, there are always so many resources and avenues you can go down to seek that support and exactly. that help if needed. Definitely. Mm, thank you so much, So. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to listen
0: back and cringe. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, bye. <laughs>